It was June 5th, 1974. A rainy summer by all accounts, or it seemed that way. Me and your aunt had just renewed our vows and fallen deeply in love again. It was our renewing of our faith in God that helped us come together. We both joined a local church and felt great about life. Things were going so well for us. We had just bought a three-bedroom house with enough room for both our kids. The U.S., however, wasn't doing as well. In response to the energy crisis, a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit had been imposed and stupid daylight savings was extended. Global recession was causing an uprising in patients at the asylum. So many people wanting to get rid of their children or people collapsing under the pressures of the world. Me and your aunt, however, were doing well. The kids were in school, so your aunt got a part-time job working at a library, making a good wage. The two incomes were keeping us very well off in that dark time. But I always felt in darkness at the asylum, especially that year. In 1974, the head doctor of the asylum made an announcement that he believed diet was the proper way to respond to autism. He felt that what the kids ate made them antisocial and stunted them developmentally. He began to do what he called a test treatment. It was more than a human experiment. He told me that some kids should eat only veggies, some kids should eat all meat, other kids would have no limit on the food, and one would have only water to drink. A child named Ashley. Each child was given a pill. According to the doctor, it had some sort of medicine that was supposed to give each child exactly what they needed for nutrients. I suppose a vitamin, basically. Something was sketchy on all the accounts with it. I didn't like it at all, but I had my orders, and it was only supposed to last a week. But two and a half weeks later, I was seeing no change, except in the weight of the children. It wasn't my job to do anything but cook. But the autistic kids were my kids. I loved them. They were different and picked on for no reason. So what if they didn't talk much? They were really brilliant. The doctor described them as unfeeling, childish, and recluse. The one who they starved, Ashley, in two and a half weeks was almost skin and bones. Her beautiful blue eyes always captivated me. But for the last two weeks, I couldn't look at her as she cooked in class and grew weaker and weaker until she stopped feeling it all. She would just sit in the corner unresponsive to the nurse's commands to go. One day they had the audacity to ask me if I wanted Ashley in class anymore due to her behavior. That's when it hit me. I marched over into the doctor's office and told him he needed to stop the experiment. He looked at me odd. What experiment, Bill? I looked at him with a dirty look and leaned in on the table. I was furious. You know damn well what I mean. Your goddamn treatment is killing those kids. I was shaking with rage, and he could tell. Have you noticed the changes in them, Bill? I have. They are improving. I saw one the other day interacting with the other kids. My fists clenched. I thought right then and there I should have snapped his neck. I felt a similar insanity that I'm sure many of the patients felt, but I stopped myself. Killing him wouldn't cure the kids, 
He had no understanding of what autism like, the way I did. He may have read a thousand books on the subject, but I saw those kids every day, every day. I ran out and looked for Ashley. I found her in her room. I looked around to see if any nurses were around to stop me. None. Then I opened the door and took her by the hand, telling her we were going on a little adventure. I stopped and smiled at her. She was only thirteen, and she looked at me with eyes so helpless. Ashley, we are going to help you, okay? There will be yelling, but you and I both know that you need help right now, okay? I explained to her as best I could, and she nodded slowly. My heart broke, but I had no time for tears. I pulled her with me all the way to the doctor's office. He just stared at me. What now? He demanded seeing me. I pulled Ashley in front of me. I held her bony arm up and yelled, Is this what you call treatment? Ashley began to cry. She choked a bit, tears rolling down her face. Oh look, emotion. I guess it's working, doctor. Won't be working for long though, because she doesn't get any food, and she's going to die. I slammed my hands on the table and looked at him square in the eyes. His eyes were so wide I thought he was going to fire me right there and then. I didn't care though, Ashley's life was more important. To my surprise the doctor began to stutter. I, 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 now Bill, the, 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 the exper- I, I mean, I mean the, the treatment is going to be over tonight. Tomorrow we, we, will, we will return the kids to their normal diet. I looked at him and leaned in close. Feed her now, I said between clenched teeth. I'm sure my face was red, and nurses broke in at this time seeing what was going on and seeing Ashley crying. They came in to console her. They must have thought I was telling the doctor I wanted Ashley out of my class. The doctor held up his hand and relented. Fine, fine. Nurses, get her a cup of chicken broth. I felt better and said, Thank you, holding my hands up and then leaving the room. But I was promptly taken to the head doctor's office and told not to mess with the treatments again. I told him Ashley was an exception, and if I ever saw a patient that was withering away or dying, I would help them if I could. The head doctor agreed that in this case I could be forgiven, but to be careful from then on how I intervened. For Ashley, however, it was too late. She never recovered, mostly because they never gave her what she needed. She died a week after the treatment ended for her. The doctor in charge of her was never charged for her death, never even reprimanded. They put her in the asylum morgue. Her family had abandoned her, so I told the mortician I would purchase a spot for her in the graveyard. I had a small ceremony with a few of the nurses and my colleagues who cared as I did. I don't think I ever sobbed so much over a patient. Ashley was a beautiful little girl. She never deserved how she was treated. She had so much hope. She was doing so well before. She would smile, even laugh during class. 
She was even interacting with others she trusted. Her anxiety was down since she came into the asylum. She was learning to live again in the big world alongside her autism. I told the head doctor after that I should like to be consulted about students' well-being as I spent every day with them. I told them the nurses should too, but those bastards didn't listen. Food treatments weren't regulated, and a nutritionist was put on staff that needed to be checked to see if they could withstand the treatment. I will never forget Ashley. Autistic kids are so misunderstood. They need love and compassion. Just because they're silent doesn't mean they don't feel. When they know you, they open up and you can help them through tough situations. She should have never been in that asylum. She should have been in a loving family, gone to school, gone to prom, and grown up and become a successful person. Sure, some of them can't speak, but they're still people, and they feel as well as you and I.